Hey everyone, and welcome to the third episode of WDW Happy Hour. I am your intrepid producer, Matt. I am joined around the table by my fellow podcast members. Uh, we have Scott, Rob, Holly, and Catherine. And we're starting this episode um, as we do every episode with a segment we call Topping It Off. Um, I am doing the intro instead of Catherine because I'm going to be kicking it over to Catherine because she's going to be doing our Topping It Off and segment. And what is Topping It Off? Topping It Off is when we talk about um, where one of our podcast members, copy, copyright WDW Happy Hour, um, <laughs> talks about um, one of their favorite drinks or libations that you can find at the Walt Disney World Park. So, Catherine, take it away. Okay, so we, we like have a blooper reel from like everything we've recorded today. I will be transparent. We have tried this intro a few times and we are getting it this time, I mm -hmm. promise. Um, my drink of choice is the Cronenberg Blanc, um, which can be found in France during food and wine. Um, they are f the French pavilion. And flower garden. Oh, and Flower and Garden. And for Flower and Garden, they're full size? Yes. Mm. Yes. Ooh. I'm so excited for and that. And what kind of drink is it's a It's a beer, and it's delicious. It's got, um, do you want to liken it to anything? I'm not, I, no, like I. It's so, to me, it's very unique. Yes. They call it a white beer. Yes. It's like what the label said, well, hence Blanc. Yeah. But. Like I, regular Cronenberg is similar to like Budweiser. Yeah, like a like a it's lager, a French, like a traditional um, it's like a French lager. Yeah, um, it's like a French. Yeah, um, <laughs> but um, yeah, the the Blanc there, it's it's like bubbly and very. It's got a very interesting taste. I really have not ever had something like that, <laughs> and. It's like one of my favorite stops at Food and Wine. So and Cronenberg is a, a a wheat beer or a wheat beer. It's so it's a an ale. Just in case you beer connoisseurs want to know. What so that'd be like. What a, are you guys doing over there? <laughs> Rob and Holly are just like fumbling over an iPad that's just making the most whimsical noises <laughs> and then being like, "What is?" It? It's actually a Disney <laughs> app. Uh, oh, oh, it's Holly building the park. Yes. Did she oh. just get Space Mountain? <laughs> Where she's playing Magic Kingdoms? Yes. Yeah. Nice. Um, <laughs> which may cool, be... Cool, turn off the games guy, because this is a podcast. This ain't a it, game. I think we, we're good. Which okay, I cool. guess is the amazing transition into our news for Rob, right? Yes. Um, so let's, let's talk about news this week. There's a huge story. Yes, yeah, so we have two topics today. Um, and the first one is Disney announces end of Disney Infinity franchise. Wow. So... Um, Disney had a, their quarterly, um, financial update from Bob Iger and they slipped in this little nugget, um, as part of the release that they're going to end the franchise. So they're currently on their third version, third edition of Infinity, uh, yeah. 3.0. And so they had a bunch of things in the pipeline and they're just pulling the plug on it. So, um... I'm just going to read from, somebody got a part of an internal memo that went out to employees and it said, the team behind Disney Infinity created an incredible product. It was a critical success that inspired a deeply engaged community of players. But despite Disney Infinity's quality, it has become difficult to financially justify continued investment given the lack of growth in the toys to market, toys to life market. Coupled with high development costs, the economics of our current vertical business model no longer add up. So it was a straight up money decision. Yeah. I saw they're writing off like a hundred and hundred and forty seven million. Yeah. That's that's how much of a hit they're taking. Yeah. So they're they're gonna release um, I guess they, they probably produce these things already. So they're gonna release three new characters from Alice Through the Looking Glass. Um, and they're going to release... Great swan song. <laughs> and they're going to release a play set for Finding Dory. Oh, and that'll so, be the last And that's thing. it, yeah. They had a bunch of things in the pipeline. They had a, a Rogue One uh, play set that was supposed to come out at the end of the year. And They were putting all the eggs in this basket, I yeah. feel like. I mean, like every major movie has had corresponding infinity it's surprising to me that star wars hasn't been able to save this i know because Here's, we specifically bought that set. we're not really like that's not 
I mean, that's not something we really would like. We're not just going to collect them. We're not collectors, I guess. Is the, mm -hmm. So we, um, we got that one, though, and we've played it, and I just, I find this very shocking. I'm Maybe looking this at is, a, No, go ahead. This is a question for Matt, because I know Matt's a, a big game guy, but mm -hmm. where, where would you put this in comparison to other, say, PlayStation products right now? Is it on par? Is it not up to that? Is it... Anyways. What do you mean, just like with regards to like, other games? To, to yeah, like the graphics and playing style. I mean, um, demographic. The the toys too. to life sure. market basically started with um, the Skylanders games, which was an offshoot of Spyro the Dragon, which is like an old three D platformer from PlayStation era, and they were the first to really do this. You get these little toys, you put them on a, you put them on some sort of stand, and then you can play with that toy in the game. And Disney basically saw that and said, that, well, wait a second, why don't we do this exact same thing with all of these notable characters, which is a novel and awesome idea, but then so you had that, you still had Skylanders, which is moderately successful, and then Lego Dimensions came out, mm -hmm. which has, I mean, Lego has so many, um, you know, publishing rights. They've got Lord of the Rings, they've got Doctor Who, Back to the Future, Harry Potter, Harry Potter. So I think that the market became so flooded. To answer your question, uh, most of the people at this table have played Disney Infinity, and it's fun. I mean, it's definitely marketed towards kids. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not directed towards the hardcore gamers, and I think that that's fine. You know, and I think that it, I I thought that it enjoyed pretty moderate success. I I think they're good games. They're nowhere near as good as like the Lego games, which I liken them to that. Mm -hmm. You don't get these games for like the outstanding graphics. You get them because they're fun. They're easy to pick up and um, good characters. And the characters, you know. See, I think that could be. I think that could be their weakness, though, is that if they are not up to scratch in things like graphics and and that sort of thing, people can see that. Yeah, but not. The thing is, I, I'm a firm believer, and I I know that um, not everyone feels this way, but I, I'm gameplay over graphics for everything. I mean, just look at. I mean, some of my favorite games, um, like video games of all time, are for the Super NES, and those. I mean. Sure. The, I mean, I love Super Mario World. It was made in the early '90s. So, um, I'm reading uh, a forum post from NeoGAF, which is a popular uh, uh, video game related forum site. And um, this is the forward facing statement that Disney released about this. And they said, after a thorough evaluation, we've modified our approach to console gaming and will transition exclusively to a licensing model. This shift in strategy means we will cease production at Disney Infinity, where the lack of growth in the Toys to Life market, coupled with high development costs, has created a challenging business model. This means that we will be shutting down Avalanche, our internal yep. studio that developed the game. This was a difficult decision that we did not take lightly, given the quality of Disney Infinity and its many passionate fans. So with the cancellation of Infinity, they're closing Avalanche Studio, which is out of Utah, and um, you're looking at close to 300 jobs will be cut as a result. So that's, you know, that's really unfortunate for people who are going to lose their jobs over this. But yeah, I mean, what do you guys think? Do you think this is a smart idea to move to just licensing? Anyone? I don't know enough about it. I feel like if I, they're going to cut corners, there's some <coughs> other lame stuff that they've like that stupid thing that we saw at D23 this year with like the laser, like uh, I'll have that, you can have the yeah, whole hands and yeah. it's like almost like Play, uh, play playmation. playmation and it's like bringing the outside I understand to where they're going like, with yeah, it to like get kids I, active. I, and yes, I, but I mean like, yes, but something like that, that just clearly seems like not as good of an idea. Yeah. I mean, I'm just shocked because the marketing of it all. I mean, every single panel that we saw at D23, it was also, and you get the Disney Infinity character. And, yeah. like, that was such a huge reveal. People were going insane over... There, do you remember the kid in front of us? He was, <laughs> yeah. like, crying when they announced that they were doing, like, a Poe and... Um, um, Daisy Ridley. But again, you Ray. have to, you have to take into consideration that that venue where we were at D23 is the most hardcore, passionate Disney fans. This isn't the general Q public, so it might not be the best litmus test, you know, just seeing how people react there. Now, I think that licensing their, their properties out in the realm of gaming is the way to go. I mean, it's smart money. It it reduces your development costs significantly. You have other experienced people do the work. 
It's what they're doing with Star Wars Battlefront, which was wi you know wildly successful, and it was produced by Dice, who makes really good games, and they can just do that. They've got Kingdom Hearts, which is um, Square mm -hmm. Enix, who is um, you know known That's for the, the Final Fantasy. That is the best. Disney I think this could work out very well for them in the long run. It kind of hurts now to see the product go away, but. Yeah, it's I, interesting I to see. Like they're on the third, they were on the third version, and there was talk of a fourth already in development. So it's just interesting. Oh, that I'm sure that the fourth one was already in alpha or beta already. Yeah, it, it's just where they released the third. Like the first two did okay, and then or did they? They want to get to Star Wars and see if that would rescue it, and yeah, I, they I found think, out it oh, that's didn't. A good that's thought. probably true. I think that the market just got way too saturated. Yeah. Now this is funny because this is kind of on the heels of I think that Lego Dimensions Two, um, the follow up, is, is set to be released, and that's another um, Toys to Life game. And I'm I'm curious to know how that is doing. Like I wonder if if. Um, they're going to continue with Lego Dimensions I'll, in light I'll tell of this you what, news. what my confusion was, and maybe you can tell me. They were not backward compatible with earlier versions of Infinity. Is that correct? The, um, the, the figures are. Okay. So if you have a Disney, any Disney figures will work in the toy box mode of Disney Infinity 1, 2, or 3.0. Where it gets kind of complicated is there's a story mode. Um, they're called the what? The toy box? What is it? The, oh, no, the oh, no, toy, no. The, the, what's the main, like, story mode? Uh, well, that's the playset. Playsets. Yeah, so, scary. like, the thing is you can't put, like, if you're playing in a Star Wars playset, mm -hmm. you can put in Han Solo and Luke Skywalker, but you can't pull in Jack Sparrow. No. Like, in the playsets mode, they have to fit in that world, that mm -hmm. universe. So Marvel and Marvel, Star Wars yeah, and Star Wars. precisely. Yeah. But all of your characters, you know, you can play in any version. As long as it's in the toy box mode, which is yeah. basically your sandbox, create whatever you want. Sure. Okay. But I could, I could see that have ha been having been confusing to someone. It would be confusing to me. Oh, uh, it's confusing. I was actually super impressed you knew the answer to that, Matt. <laughs> you like you are very very much. Because I could see you know having <laughs> like a specific set and being like, oh, I'm gonna play with Ray in this story, and then it'd be like, no, this doesn't work. Go away. I know, and that's that's such a that was such a cool thing you know to think about when when I first heard about Disney Infinity. I'm like, oh, that's cool. So like. I could put in, you know, Captain Jack Sparrow and dump him in the Monsters, Inc. world and have him, you know, swashbuckling through Monstropolis, but that's not the case. That's not how it works. So it's not like a genuine, you know, do-whatever-you-want sandbox. There are a certain amount of limitations, and maybe the confusing nature of it all kind of turns some people off, because it's not just a video game. You don't just pop it in and you're done. And maybe people got scared off by the price, like, okay, so I gotta buy the game, mm -hmm. and then I have to buy the figures, and every time I want a new thing, I, I every time I want a new level, I have to buy another figure, and that's 13 bucks. You're, you're absolutely right. I mean, with most games, it's a, a $60 investment for the most part, Sure. right? So with, with Infinity, it, I mean, if you want the place, which in a way is good because a place that might be you could find them on sale for 20 25 bucks. They and are basically heavily and often discounted. Yeah, it, it creates, you know, a whole new, like, mini-game. But, you know, if this is... A lot of kids are playing it. Parents aren't just going to keep showing up, like, without that understanding of what this is. So. It's a cautionary tale about how much money you can extract from people. Yeah. Right. Is it going to affect the Marvel Battlegrounds? Or is it just strictly like infinite? What's Marvel Battlegrounds? No, that, well, that was a playset. That was a place. That was so, a playset. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Mm. yeah. Okay. Oh, so okay. that was their latest playset that they released, and it was that's more of like a Street Fighter, like Mortal Kombat, where like oh, cool. it, it's like you battle somebody. So it, nice. it was. We got it. It's pretty cool. Um, that one sounds really, really. But yeah, that, that's like right my style. Like yeah, 90s. but if you could put Sully in, it, <laughs> yeah, how cool would yeah, that and, be? And I think you can. It, that oh, it's cool. just not Marvel. Um, it it is in the Marvel universe, but I think you can mm -hmm. use a lot okay. of the. There's different I think, scenes, and, right? Mm -hmm. 
Uh, you played it more than I did. I know. Holly so. probably plays Infinity more than any of us here. Um, but there's there's very cool things that they've done that I thought were really impressive, like the whole thing with the magic band. Like, mm-hmm. you can put your magic band on, what is it called, the base? The base, and you unlock. You unlock things, and, like, you can only do it if you've been to Disney World and have a magic oh, band. Oh, wow. Um, and it's, and, which is really cool. If they could, like, somehow bottle that... And make that like part of the game because that adds that little interactive like oh yeah. this is a special Easter egg only for people who have gone to Disney World. And they did something similar with the the cruise line where like if you've been on a cruise, you, you can could, unlock you that, can yeah. unlock. So I don't know what right. like a and key or I don't know. You unlock a I think that you use level. your room key and you can put it on the base and then you unlock um, a Disney Cruise Line boat that you can. Put in your toy box. And correct me if I'm wrong, I'm pretty sure there's like a gaming club on the cruises that only have certain, like you can only play those like cruise levels on the cruise. Like, like I, I think there's like some sort of exclusive and that may be what you can unlock at home if you've been on a cruise, but there is like some cool little exclusive yeah. Exclusive well, thing. All so. that's for not. So. Yes. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Great. No, there we have it. <laughs> and we'll we can reminisce about. I think the big thing that it's always unfortunate to hear that a bunch of people are getting laid off, but yeah. um, in the long run, with regards to this, I think Disney's going to be okay. Um, yeah. No, I mean yeah. with regards to their to their uh, video game ventures, I think that they're going to start licensing out. They've got enough cool properties that they're going to be. They're going to be just fine. Kingdom Hearts is definitely... Yeah, yeah if that, that ever comes should, out, I've been yeah. waiting for that for I know. I love years. That years and years and years. Love so. that game. All right, what else? All right, so uh, the other news story is, and it's fitting we're recording on the 15th, but uh, Town Center in Disney Springs is opening today. Woohoo! So there's a, it's a whole new area of Disney Springs. Um, so I'll just list off the things that are open. Is it just called it. Town Center? Or yes, the- yeah. Huh. Interesting. So there's the marketplace, there's the west side, there's uh, the landing is another area, and this is called Town Center. So okay. it's more, from pictures I've seen, it looks more like um, a traditional mall uh-huh. or like um, an outlet and, center uh, it's almost. A, it's, like, a ta- like, it's a town center, like, and that's like the new like mall yeah. type with all this independent stores not connected throughout, but just, you know bunched together like a mall like an outdoor mall okay so we'll go through so within the town center there's four dining set food places uh i'm i'm gonna murder these names okay amaretti's pastry how do you say that pastoria pastoria yeah pastoria right it's french i I can't see it matt's making it sound very italian well, I mean, it is it is Italian. Patisserie. Let Patisserie? me see this. P a t i s s e r i e. At the top. It is. Patisserie. Amaretti's patisserie. That's it. Amaretti's patisserie. 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 And I said it's French and it's Italian, right? Yeah, it's Amaretti is certainly Italian. Yep. Okay. That's how much I know. So, man, we really That's got hung up on that first one. We were it, way it, off. Swami is going to fail just because no one will ever want to say that they want to go there. Um, Where'd you go? I went to A's. <laughs> I went to AP's. AP. Adrian Peterson's. The other place is Deluxe Burger, <laughs> Sprinkles, which I think we talked about uh-huh. uh, last time. And the Daily Poutine. So they're all opening today. You nailed the rest of those, though. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, shopping is a whole list, so I'll try and say these as quickly as possible. Alex and Ani, Holly will keep them in business herself. Uh, American Threads, Edward Biner. You might have to help me yourself if you know these lines. I know the last lines. one like, is Zara. Um, I just don't know some of these things. Everything But Water, Francesca's, Kate Spade, New York, mm. Kipling. The French uh, makeup. Lusitane and Provence. Yeah, there, there we go. Awesome. Uh, Lucky Brand, MAC Cosmetics, Melissa Shoes, Nahuko, Pandora, Sephora, Sperry. 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 Sperry, Tom, dude. Top Tom, Siders. Huh? You know what Sperry's are? Yeah, I didn't oh, know true. how to say it, though. I know what they are, yeah. Huh. Uh, Tommy Bahama, Ugg, Under Armour, Uno D50, Vera Bradley, Volcom, and Zara. So they're all opening there, and there's more shops to come. 
Yeah, that's like what's Ampro. opening today. <laughs> yeah, we talked about Anthropology that. Anthropology is coming soon, uh, and I uh, can't wait. Oh, cool. <laughs> and then there's also some food opening at the landing. So Morimoto's is already there, but they're opening a street. It's called Morimoto Street Food. Yes. So it's a quick service. Um, I really Which hope we incredible. do this the next time we go. <laughs> yeah. It's like a window. I think yep. that's awesome. Is it open now or it's... Yes. It will be. Oh, yeah. It will be awesome. when we're there. <laughs> you knew. You knew. <laughs> so, yeah, like now? Now? Oh, we now talked about Morimoto's on the first episode, did we not? I don't know that we've really touched on it that much. No, but it's amazing. If you're going to Disney World, you should make your reservation today. Morimoto's is yeah. just... It might be the best restaurant I've ever... I've ever... Eaten. Where, where I've... I was about to say eaten <laughs> at... And I hate ending a sentence in a preposition, so I just decided not to end the sentence. <laughs> perfect, perfect. <laughs> um, there's Savannah Bee Company, which is honey and things hmm. made from, from honey. Uh, Filthy Rich and the B.B. Wolf's Sausage Company, which we talked oh, yeah. about. Mm -hmm. So all of those things are opening. Anything excite you? Well, you know, the thing that I, I immediately think of is how crowded Disney Springs always seems, and maybe it'll spread out the crowds a little bit to have more stuff available. I think this is in an area where it wasn't open before. Like, right. this was not this was not a walkway before. This right. is an additional portion. So it, yep. even as it stands, there, there feels like there's a lot of construction down there. Mm -hmm. I always kind of feel like we're being funneled a certain way to, yeah. to offset construction. But now I think... This will definitely open up the pathway, so it's not like, oh, well, you have to walk around this way like you yeah. always do. I think this will be a little bit more uh, freeing. And I I can't believe they have the room to put all this stuff. It feels like that is, look at that. I mean, that's a mall. If yeah. we had that by us, I, I would consider that a, a <laughs> yeah. new mall. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and totally. I just it's just crazy that they have room for all of that. Um, I'm very excited for Melissa's shoes. Those are similar to Crocs. Mm. Um, but they're like really comfortable, like they're like plastic shoes, but they have a pair that I found online. I'm going to say five years ago and she made a Disney line and they sold oh. out immediately. And there are these Oswald shoes that mm. were so cool. I love them. And every once in a while I'll try to find them on eBay and I, so I'm assuming they're a little nicer than Crocs. Um, they, they're like, okay, you know, like the fancy Crocs. <laughs> like That's like the Mary Jane, like yeah. not the ones with the holes in them. The ones, that, the ones you wear to black tie events. Yes, my black tie crocs. Um, maybe we'll post a picture on our Facebook of what sure. the, mm -hmm. Melissa's shoes look like. And also, uh, my next, <laughs> my next train of thought is um, this looks totally different. Like I saw the picture of Zara and Alex okay. and Ani today, mm -hmm. and. You're thinking, where is like, where is that? It 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 is yeah. something I've never like. It looks doesn't even look like downtown Disney. Is this um, the last puzzle piece to the Disney Springs? Uh, yes, I mean, there's still more shops to open. There's still things uh, under refurbishment, like Planet Hollywood is right. going. It's still going to be Planet Hollywood, but they're changing the theme to a conservatory. Um, oh, cool. Fulton's just went down, and that's going to be reopened as Patty Paddlefish. Paddlefish. Um, <laughs> yeah, the name is terrible, but they're going to have like an outdoor bar on top, which sounds kind of cool. Like, that does for sound cool, cool. Cool views, but I would say this makes it about ninety-five percent done. Yeah, that's awesome. I just remember I the exciting. first time that I had gone down there like oh two God. or three years ago, and it was just one giant construction wall. That was like the worst experience <laughs> yeah, I've before, ever had in Disney. It was so hot. The, uh, I was so tired. Parking. There was a mm -hmm. party of, what, 12 of us trying to eat dinner yep. somewhere, and it was just like we were eating in a construction zone. Yeah. yeah. The construction was, was so brutal. bad. Traffic was so and bad. And they were still oh, making we were yeah. stuck on a bus. Just getting into oh, there. Oh, we was... were stuck on a bus for yep. nearly yep. an hour. We could have gotten off the bus a lot faster yeah. than we were moving. And we had friends had coming friends from, from Orlando, Orlando, and they were in off of the exit right where that crazy t-shirt factory place is they were there for an hour getting to i felt so Disney. bad because i just thought we didn't even think about all the construction and how terrible it would be to get there and i was like yeah just just meet us at downtown disney and oh that was a disaster and, and then when we finally got there it was just insane because there was so much construction actually in there so it's just nice to see that it's pretty much done yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see how this changes. I mean, at this point, 
I could see almost spending an entire day there or oh, half yes. of a day between the shop afternoon and, and evening. Eating. I would say yeah. afternoon and evening you yeah. could definitely do that. So, Which they have desperately been trying to make that a thing for years. Like even if you watch your in in room television, it's always like a nighttime go down. Well, there wasn't anything opening right. in downtown Disney before this construction started. You so took I took out Pleasure Island, I know. you sons of a Seriously, bees. Seriously, Adventurers Club, bring it back. I love the Adventurers Club. I miss it. Yeah. Any of you guys ever go? No. No. Oh, man. We, we got to go one, one time before it closed, and it's very sad. It was awesome. Oh, those are cool. Those are really neat. The Oswald. We're Melissa looking at a picture shoes. of the Oswald <laughs> it's shoes. A, it's nope, don't tell them. Don't tell the listener. They're going to go, what's cool? It's just cool? very cool. Well, they might think it's that dog that was roaming around last time. All right. Wait, what? The, there not, was a, not important. Are you, are you on the podcast with us? If you're there was binging on this podcast, we just <laughs> talked about the dog that was running across last episode. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So, want to get to our main topic? Sure. All right, so we had two listeners, two of our adoring fans, wrote in to us and wanted us to do uh, specific topics. This, I want to call this reader mail so bad, but they're not reading, they're listening. So is it's it listener. listener mail? Yeah, sure. Listener mail. Yeah, so the first one came from Pat Casey, Woo-woo. and he wanted us to talk about rides that have closed, so I'm going to just kind of... S- summarize what he what he said so um yeah so talk about rides that have closed like mr toad's wild ride sort of the history of that ride and whether you guys think it's better than it's that is closed or if you miss it or i guess any other attractions so i'll go first so i was to disneyland world uh a few times with my parents growing up and then hadn't been back in like 20 years so i don't remember a lot of things or like what what closed obviously i i've seen mr toads and would definitely rather that than winnie the pooh yeah winnie the pooh is just non-existent for me (laughs) so i mean it just it it doesn't do anything it doesn't exist exist. it's not there bring back Uh, the toad yeah so that would be Something that I would definitely want back. Um, I'm trying to... Th- I've, got, I mean, I've got one that probably is the only one that I can provide. I remember in the old Epcot, they had the uh, Horizons. Horizons. Yes. Which I love. And that that is, a I would say that that's the highly band. missed one. And then I think Maelstrom. Yeah. It, and we talked about that a lot on our last podcast, but... Amazing. I mean, what a great ride. I, I really a, miss that. I have a very similar... Um, I'm very similar to Rob in that I never went to Disney until I was an adult. Um, I wanted to, but I just never got a chance to. And so the first time I went, I was 21. So I don't have a lot of um, nostalgia about some of these old rides. Um, I have been to Disneyland, obviously, and there is the Mr. Toad's Wild Ride there. But from what I know, it's totally different because Mm -hmm. the one in Walt Disney World, which was made after, um, was really pioneered by, was it... um, Raleigh Crump. By Raleigh Crump, um, Imagineer Raleigh Crump, who, if you guys haven't read his book, it's kind of a cute story. You should read it because it's really good. Um, The one in Walt Disney World had two separate tracks. So you could get on the left or the right track, and they had different areas that you would go to depending on which track you were on, Hmm. which I thought was really cool. It was like a pretty... pretty um, advanced for just one of those dark rides. And I think it was the only one that ever did that. You know, because all of them, Peter Pan, uh, Snow White, Snow White, which is also gone now, um, all just had the one track. So I think that's really cool. And um, I never got to see it, unfortunately. Huh. I remember it. I remember mm-hmm. just loving that ride. That was my one of my favorites. As a, I love Peter Pan. That's my number one. But uh, Mr. Toad was always very highly regarded in my household. And... <laughs> I mean, you end that ride in hell. <laughs> yeah, it's I what mean, if you were going to go to hell and see Satan? <laughs> yeah, so it's it's always... And, and now I will say, on the flip side, it says any that you maybe don't miss. I say Snow White. Um, Snow White still exists in Disneyland. Uh, Snow White's Scary Adventure. Um, but that was one that was just so... Like, there wasn't anything... People love Peter Pan because you fly. And you're in... You're above... You're above the ride. 
Um, That's a classic. Yeah, Snow White was more of the, well, you're just driving through the story of Snow White. Um, And it legitimately scares our friend Brianna. She is legitimately scared of that ride. Like she, The part where she turns around in the mirror. I think also The Rock, where she's like prying The Rock and it's going to fall on you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but that's one that I, I mean, do I think it should be a princess meet and greet? Probably not. That's not better than a ride, but... I mean, if they put another ride there, I think it would be, it would it would be better than Snow White. Yeah, I don't like. I, I just, I don't miss rides as much as I don't like to see them wasting um, good real estate, like like you just said. Like I'd rather they if they were gonna take out Snow White, put in an, another awesome ride. Don't put a. Well, I guess Seven Dwarfs can probably because I think mm-hmm. that was the yeah, sure. um, justification that we're taking Snow White out, and I think there was kind of a like group of Disney nerds who were like, "Well, Snow White's the original princess, and like you can't you can't ignore her in the Magic Kingdom." Sure. So but we, we were, got Mind Train. Mm-hmm. We were having the debate this morning. Was there a 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea at Disney World? Yes. Yes. There was. World. Yes. Where was it? It was back where Ariel's Grotto is. Oh, okay. Um, I remember being too scared to ride it, I think. I don't know (laughs) if I ever rode it. That's what I... I I remember riding it, Mm -hmm. I think. (laughs) I had the same conversation. I was a scaredy cat with all those kinds of things, so I probably... Never went on it. I always uh, made my mom describe everything to me in very <laughs> vivid detail to determine whether or not I was woman enough to get on those rides. <laughs> the one I doesn't surprise the one me that comes to mind now was the old backlot tour at MGM. Yes. Where oh, before they, Catastrophe mm, Canyon. No, it was part. That was part of it, but they had like. The the sleeping. Uh, they, they had, had the, the golden girl. Gold, the, the, golden that's girl's the, house. Yeah, like the facades of the houses. And you would drive out yes. into the New York Street. Yes. And you would do the circle there where lights matter action. As you did not just stay in the back lot. You came out into the park. Oh, that's cool. Huh. Yeah. yeah. There's a really good Catherine and I. Oh, this is weird. <laughs> this is a really weird thing we do, but it's a good segue. <laughs> Kath and I, every t- if we've ever had like a tough week at work, or we used to do this thing, we haven't done it in a while, called Mandel Fridays. And, oh, oh, I'm just hearing like the weird, <laughs> sorry, you guys aren't hearing what I'm hearing in the, in the, in the monitors. It just went like, there was a really loud wind blowing outside and then all of a sudden it was like like it just like totally got all jumbled and crazy. It sounded like I was hearing Satan. So we're going to see if that comes out on the recording because maybe you guys just heard a ghost. Look, a ghost. So Catherine and I do this thing called Mandel Fridays where Catherine has taped on an old VHS which we've since transferred to DVD since transferred to an iPad of the 1990 Disneyland Easter Parade or the Walt Disney World Easter Parade and there's a segment where Howie Mandel who had hair at this point in his life um, goes on the studio backlot tour with a with a bunch of other families, and it's this is leg- the opening of MGM Studios. It was it was a few months after it opened, and they were promoting everything. And you can see, and it goes through pretty much the whole backlot as it existed in 1990. But it's also freaking hilarious. Yeah, for some reason he's in the tram, and then he looks out, and he's out of the tram, like in the Golden Girls front yard, hanging from a tree, <laughs> waving hang- at the tram. Not, whoa, not hanging from a tree. <laughs> well, he's. Hanging down. Yes, he's... He's, like, he's, hugging the tree. Okay, that's... <laughs> it got really dark. <laughs> oh, oh, I see what you were thinking. Oh, no, no, no. I was not thinking that. Yeah. I, yeah, but... Well, um, we have talked about Mr. Toad's Wild Ride and the yeah, finish, you know, you so. do get in a terrible car wreck and then go to hell, so maybe Howie Mandel <laughs> is hanging in front of the Golden And Girls is there house. anything else really at MGM that had closed? Um... Water Tower. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the Earful Tower. Um, oh, um, freaking uh, the old, uh, what was that? Like, there was, like, a weird, like, music studio thing. There's a picture of your dad doing that. Yeah, it was. Oh, uh, it was, like, where a sound effect stage or yes. something, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. There was, um, well, there was the American Idol thing that closed. Mm. Matt, you want to tell us about that? Tell us your story, <laughs> nope, Matt. Don't want to. <laughs> All right. It, before be for that, it was, podcast. like, it was, like, Star Search. I can remember going in there and like there would they would have auditions mm-hmm. for who Ed McMahon used to yeah. host Star Search, 
and people would go and try out. And I remember going in there because it was just so incredibly hot. Ed, it was just Ed McMahon wasn't there though, was he? No, no, no. Yeah, every day. Every day Ed McMahon on retainer. It's amazing. I like how that and let him out. That park used to have a lot more like parades, and they were like early adopters of the Pixar properties. Like they always had a Toy Story parade, and I thought that was. I do miss the parades in in Hollywood Studios. I thought that was something that was pretty cool. Mm. Um, that doesn't really happen anymore. I, I guess they do them on special occasions, but not not anymore. They don't have as um, they don't have as much space to work with as far as a parade route as yeah, they do in Magic Kingdom. Yeah, it's just down the middle, and yeah. then you're pretty much done. Yeah. So anyway. So is that any anyone else have any other old rides that they are? No, good talk. <laughs> All right, see you later. <laughs> well, see you later. And there's right. a second. So our, our second question or comment or however you want to define it came from Joe Langione. 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 Thank you. Um, and so this this can really take us out. a hard time with Italian names. <laughs> I'm Polish. I'm ready. I'm ready. So when planning a trip, it'd be cool to hear how you guys go about it and what sort of plan what what you sort of plan around timing of locking down dinners fast passes and overall structure of making a trip perfect what's most important to you or what should be important to a regular family looking to make a trip a regular family <laughs> <laughs> what's important to you freaks but more importantly what about regular people I think I, Catherine should field this one. She's well, the I mean, I think planner. the five of us really have this down to a complete science. Yes. Like, I mean, really, I don't know any more anybody who's quite as big <laughs> meticulous as the people at this table right now. Um, well, when you have your dates of your vacation, I guess that's the start. Right. Um, picking dates that work for you. Um, we kind of have a spreadsheet that we make, <laughs> uh -huh. and it has the park hours for each day. And by kind of have a spreadsheet, she means we have a spreadsheet. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the way we tour, just generally, and this might not work for your family if you're staying off property, but we typically build in an afternoon break. So most of our days are half days. So we'll have a morning park, go back to the hotel, sleep, eat, you know, hang out in cool. the pool, mm -hmm. drink, and then we go back out. So it's usually every day we usually do two parks. Sometimes we do more if we're splitting up like Epcot and Magic Kingdom. That Those could be like our nighttime. Um, but we usually split it up. And I do recommend that. And I would yeah. say even more so if you have a child because, you know, naps are important. It's so much better to see happy kids running around and enjoying Disney World instead of like tired, miserable parents and children who are just crying, who have been in the Magic Kingdom for, you know, 12 hours straight and they just want to go home or just want to go to the pool. Um, we so were literally just talking about this um, with my good friend Mike from uh, like one of my best childhood friends from when I was in first grade went to Disney this past October and he was saying that they only went for the weekend and he, like, they just, him and his girlfriend just went, like, all the parks one day and he's like, it, I was so exhausted. Like, by the end of the day, like, I was dead. And, you know, it. I guess this is all bearing on whether or not you go for a substantial amount of time. If you go for a week, there's no reason not to break it up so it's manageable and easy like don't run yourself ragged trying to do everything and and you know you have I, to manage expectations yeah right, right. So. and and that's definitely all depends on who's you're vacationing with i yep. mean and luckily the five of us have been together enough times that we kind of know like where each other's priorities are and like what we like to do so you know we we kind of are in tune to that but if you have someone who like you know, just wants to ride the rides, doesn't care about the shows, that could make your day a little bit easier, shorter. You know, you, if you go to Animal Kingdom and you don't really want to do shows, well, there's a lot of time you just kind of cut off at Animal Kingdom. I think the question that you need to ask yourself as you're planning your trip is, do I want to look back on, say, a five-day trip and just remember how miserably tired I was every single afternoon, or do I want to have good memories of being energized and enjoying all the rides and yeah. having that time in the afternoon, maybe missing a few things that I didn't get to see. I think you I can think maximize. You right, yeah, I, I think it balances out because if you go at night, 
Like there was one night that we went and we were we were dead tired. We didn't listen to our own rule that day, but <laughs> we did everything in the Magic Kingdom between yeah. the hours of like midnight and three a.m. Mm. Um, so that was the same night. Yes, that, we went that, to that was the downtown Disney night. We were eating at a construction zone. Uh, but anyway, I guess more specifically about planning after you have the uh, park hours kind of lay out which parks you want to hit up um, on which days. Um, so to plan it around the extra magic hours, especially if you're staying on property, because you can really maximize your time with a less crowded park. Yeah. Um, and then does someone want to take dining or fast passes? I just want to, before we move on, uh, something that Scott said, I mean, your natural inclination is going to be Disney is, I mean, a Disney trip is expensive. There's no getting around that. Mm -hmm. And I understand that people want to get their money's worth. So it, in the back of your mind, you're probably thinking like, I got to do everything. I got to make sure I do everything. And I totally agree with Scott. Like you're going to be happier if you're well rested, your trip will be better. But I think that if you can afford to stay an extra day or two so that you're not trying to cram everything into a small period of time, try and make it work. And I know that that's up to everyone's schedule and their budget, but I think that that's really worth, you know, yeah. worth the time and money. Absolutely. So who wants to take that? You want to talk about fast passes? That kind of Well, I was going to say the first thing you have to... So if you're more than if you booked your trip more than 180 days out, um, you could start. So let me start that over again. You could start making. <laughs> it dining sounds like there is a tornado going on outside. <laughs> you could start making dinner reserva or dining reservations, ADRs, advanced dining reservations, 180 days out from the current day. So today is May 15th. What would that be, October 15th? Nope, that's November. November. Yep. Oh All right, so... You and could, what's the it, cancellation policy? 24 hours. Okay, so, so you, you... You put down so a book card. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and for, what, 80, 90% of the restaurants, you don't need to make it that far in advance, but your super popular ones, I guess we can mention some of them. So if you want to do dinner at... Be our, our guest. Mm -hmm. Or lunch at this point. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's super popular in the Magic Kingdom. Um, what's what's the one in the castle? I don't even know what Cinderella's, Cinderella's Royal, Royal Table. Table. That one's super popular, right? Yep. Yes. And Le Cellier. I've and got Le a Cellier. pro tip to get out of 24-hour cancellation charges. And this is a little sneaky and not everyone's going to go for it. Catherine is cringing <laughs> saying she doesn't want me to say this, but I'm going to bestow this little tip on everyone. This is sneaky, and I'm going to say it. If you call and you need, for some reason or another, what if uh, you have a, you know, an emergency that you cannot make that reservation, it's within that 24-hour window, you can call and change your reservation to the next day, say. So now all of a sudden you're in, out of the 24-hour window, and then you can call and cancel it. You... You cannot cancel a dining reservation within 24 hours online. Otherwise, you will they, be charged. They make you... No, you cannot do it online. Oh. You are not listening to me. Sorry. Um, so... You not show you, up and you, you'll be charged. It automatically directs you to call the dining line. If you call the dining line, they will ask you why you want to cancel, or and they can also move it for you. Um, so... With the more popular ones, though, you want to be careful because if you were trying to cancel a Le Cellier reservation, you might not be able to reschedule it for the future. Right, exactly. <laughs> so that's a caution. Yeah. Um, but anyway. Yeah. So that's... <laughs> <laughs> Don't be a jerk. Cancel your reservation so on time. That's 180 days. Then if you're staying on property, fast passes can be booked 60 days prior. Yep. So, again, you want to, you definitely want to do that for some of the e-ticket attractions, um, fast pass wise. So, you're at Hollywood Studios, trains, you're yeah. talking Toy Story, Midway Mania. Um, I think everything else you could pretty much. Star get. Tours is depending on on the day. Like I've seen Star Tours be outside. I've seen it walk up. But I'm saying as far as getting that fast pass on on oh, that on 60, the day, no, yeah, you don't, you're okay, yeah. right? It's 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 um it's Toy Story is the one up there. Yeah, you um, need to know what the most the 
the biggest lines right. are in every park. So, I mean, that's your Toy Stories, your Mine Trains. I would think those two are probably... Um, Soarin' is usually bad, and once back, the yeah. Soarin' refurbishment... Especially once that's open. Yeah, and then the the Frozen ride, I'm sure that's going to be yeah, a it's gonna be super nuts. hard fast pass. Well, and um, you know what's nice, though, is that that's going to take some of the burden off Soarin'. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. So And Test Track. Yeah. So Poor that's... Test Track's probably getting used and abused right now. Yeah. It's like the only like e-ticket ride in that park. Yeah. So what else? Anything? Animal Kingdom? You, Maybe you the no Safari? Problem. Yeah. If you want the Safari at a specific time. I that's, think... about, that's about it. But I mean, it, it makes sense to do the, the 60 days because you could... Um, get the times you want to, which might be important. So yeah, because you, toy like you will be limited if you wait and then yes. don't make like your fast passes for Hollywood Studios. Yeah, and that was your morning park, and you wait a few days after this or after the sixty day window has started, you might not get a morning time for Toy Story because those go so fast. Those go the day of they those go day sixty. Um, so absolutely jump on those and. The, yeah. yeah. The other and, really... Uh, oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I, and I guess the other strategy is I... Since they restructured the fast pass system, it I always think it kind of makes more sense to whatever your morning park is, lean on the fast passes for that park mm -hmm. because then you can always add as you go. Um, so That's like, true. Once like, your three fast passes are expired for the, or you use them, you can then add them on the app. Whereas you used to have to go to the kiosks in the park. And well, even you know. even when you had to go in the kiosks, it made more sense. Like, you knew you, you were going to use them in the morning, then use them in the morning, and then you can kind of add on as you go in the afternoon. Yeah, so you front load them. Because uh -huh. I would never choose Hollywood Studios as an evening park, because then that means we wouldn't be able to fast pass anything in the morning if we were waiting for Toy Story at night. Precisely. Correct. The other important thing that we, I think we always tend to put on our schedule is we write down the dates we'll be there and we write down what the extra magic hours are at the parks for that date. And that's an easy way to plan your schedule of what parks you're going to do on what days. So um, I think that the extra magic hours um, for all the parks get posted almost like, what, six to nine months in advance? I mean, they're... they're and then they add more. As yeah, know. they're pretty they'll well add, yeah. out there. So... You know, find out what dates you'll be there, look on the Disney website, see what the extra magic hours are because, you know, it's either, it's always either early or late. I mean, there are parks, sometimes the Magic Kingdom could be open as late as what, 2 a.m.? Oh, yeah. 3 a.m. And sometimes the parks could be open as early as 8. And so it's important to note... Um, and sometimes they close early too with a lot of the late night events they're doing. Right, and check um, if there's any special events. Parties or something, yeah. you might see the Magic Kingdom closing at 7, um, which means you wouldn't want to make that your evening park that <laughs> night. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be caught off guard and find that there's, uh, you know, the Halloween party going on at Magic Kingdom that you didn't get tickets to, you know, and now you can't, your, your plans are all awry. So yeah, good point. Yeah, and keep a big thing too is just the logistics of getting around property is you know having a dinner reservation somewhere in your park and it's it's just it could take quite a bit of time mm -hmm. to get from different points on which property. is always I mean, an interesting thing when you're traveling with a group because Rob and I are on opposite spectrums of this. Like, I always push it to the last second. And like, oh, we have a Peter Pan Fast Pass. It ends at 1.40. We are never going to get there. Yes, we are going to get there. So there's a lot of running in our vacation. Yeah, which is unfortunate. And keep in mind the speed of your party members. That's because true. Because, oh, yeah, so you're right. That's important. And this is, this is not taking anything away from my family, but they don't move as quickly as I do. So... Planning to go with them, I, I have to build in extra time to get places sure. than I do if I go down with the four of you, because we can really move. Yeah, the five of us generally are, are fast walkers. We don't lollygag. We know where we're going, and we're going there. So, yeah, plan for that. Plan for the speed of your family. <laughs> yeah, and also, um, just know, I mean, the five of us, we go all the time. We know how far away things are. It's important if you don't go all the time and you're not as familiar know where the parks are if you have dinner reservations at you know at the polynesian 
and you plan to be, you know, wherever, Disney Springs during the day or, or the Magic Kingdom, know, like, do your research on how far away it is and what your um, traveling options are. Do you have a car? Are you going to be taking the transport? Yeah. And make I sure, think... the shuttle, rather, make sure you know that, you know, the shuttles come every however many minutes and you got to definitely allocate your time well. I think it also helps, and this is something, I, like, I remember my first Disney trip that I planned as an adult. Um, I think it's really helpful to know the different transportation options dependent on your resort is also and and, mm -hmm. and other resorts um, because I think you could really have if you missed out on one of those Magic Kingdom sit downs you could find world class dining at one of the three deluxe resorts that are either a boat ride a monorail ride or a walk away from the Magic Kingdom. It's true. Um, so I mean you could really broaden your horizons and be able to make that fast pass if you have dinner reservations at a specific time because you're just right across the lake and if you're at you know port orleans you could ride the boat down to downtown dis or to disney springs so it it's knowing where to go and and how to get the place to the other destination yeah, and I don't be afraid also, to try something new yeah i was gonna say we we also kind of discovered that you really can make time quickly with taking like an Uber or something like that, that if you're going to a place, if you're going from a resort to another resort, so I think we were going the one time from what, Art of Animation to, to Polynesian Animal or Animal Kingdom yeah. maybe? Oh, both, yes, yes. And, you know, it would have taken us a solid 45 minutes yeah, because a lot of times main transportation. From, yeah, to get from resort to resort, and you, if you're taking the shuttles, you often have to take the shuttle to the nearest park and then take a shuttle from the park to that corresponding resort because they don't have resort-to-resort -resort shuttles at right. most of the places. But they will pick you up at your resort using Uber, so that's yeah, an and option. And it's cheap. I mean, it's, it'll be yeah. under $5. Eh, close. <laughs> yeah. We'll send you a referral code. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and the other, uh, another uh, thing to consider is... I totally lost my train of thought. That is another thing to consider. Trains are not an option. <laughs> Resort locations key. Like where you decide to stay. Mm. And this, uh, you just jogged my memory too. Because <laughs> it, it's all about knowing also your home resort. Yes. Um, because for instance, the first time we stayed at Coronado, mm -hmm. um, how long did it take you guys to walk to the lobby of Coronado? Uh, us, that <sighs> briskly 10 minutes. Yeah. Scott was even, I was further, even further, yeah. Major, major difference depending on your location within the resort. So look at, get a resort map. Google, you know, there's lots of websites that have the resort maps. Because you may be in a resort where they have multiple bus stops. And maybe that's not something you want to do or you want to stay somewhere like Pop Century. One bus stop, pretty simple. Yep. Coronado has like five. Uh, right. Saratoga has like five. And, um, if, you're that, and if you're that last stop, yeah. that bus, if it's a morning, that uh, bus might be full. Yeah. yeah, and another pro tip regarding that, if you're staying at one of those resorts that are big and have multiple bus stops and locations, you can call within seven days of your arrival and, and you can, no, it's seven because I just did it at Coronado. It's within, you can call within oh. seven days of your arrival and ask and request for a specific place in the uh, in the resort. For instance, we're staying at Coronado, and I called, you know, within seven days, and requested um, that we get by the cabanas or the the cabana section because that's closer to the lobby and the transportation and the pepper market and pepper yes. market <laughs> and so, all yeah. the soda refills and all the quiet pool that we like mm. and and also. You could do that if you're checking in online. You can make requests for locations. Yes. Yeah, they won't, so and, and they always say it's it's just a request. This isn't right. a guarantee, but a lot of times they'll be able to honor your request. So, yeah. Anything else, guys? And that's the beauty of the boardwalk, because you can walk ah. to both yeah. resorts, both Hollywood Studios, and. Epcot, you can watch both of those parks if you're staying at the boardwalk. Yeah, God, the boardwalk's great. Or any of the Crescent Lake uh, resorts. Yeah. Yacht, Club. Yacht, Club. Yacht Club. I just call it Yacht. Yacht Club? Yacht. It is kind of two in one. Yacht and Beach. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Yacht. I guess the same would be true of Swan and Dolphin, but yeah, they're a little sure. bit further of a walk. They're, but those are more central for Hollywood Studios, I think. Like, if mm -hmm. you're at the Swan, like, if you 
hop on that little path, you're much closer. You gotta ride Star Tours like a thousand times. Or <laughs> yeah. That's your place. Totally. Yeah. To be closer to the um, Star Wars expansion, really. Oh. I think that I think that those resorts will see a major pickup when Hollywood Studios starts getting better. Pixar and and uh, Star Wars. Yeah, sure, Pixar. We're all knocking down the door to get on the <laughs> the, little, slinky, the slinky, slinky coaster. dog coaster. Yeah, it looks cool. Whatever. I hope they update the projections based on our commentary of what we thought about the <laughs> the, slinky. the slinky dog ride. Oh, totally. They're listening. I think they're. Oh, all speaking listening. of listeners. Oh yeah, this is a good. Well, I was gonna I was gonna wait for this. Uh, for okay. Our, well, do we have anything anything else I'm about like think, dig, uh, digging in the weed? Well, something we also like to do is we, the five of us, and I know if Matt and I just go by ourselves, we like to do something new every time. That's very important to us because everyone's always like, oh, you're going to Disney again? <laughs> like, how many times can you ride the same ride? And we like it because... <laughs> do you want us to actually answer that question? <laughs> A million. <laughs> we like it um, because we can try a new restaurant. I mean, like, you could go to Disney how many times and try a different restaurant you've never had before, so... For example, this next time we go, we're trying Nine Dragons. Really excited. I'm very excited about that. I know Holly steamed is, buns. too. Yes, steamed buns for the win. But, yeah. and Ohana. I'm in, I'm, oh, yeah. That's yeah, and we've never been there either. So, and I think the time that Matt and I went to Hoop Dee Review, that was like one of, like, that was the highlight of that trip for me. Yeah. And you bring up a good point is balancing this, the, your favorites, and you know you're going to have a Le Cellier, for example. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, but you want to try something new. Yeah, so don't it's, be, it's like, yeah, I said before, don't be afraid to try new things because there's so much stuff to do. And I think Disney has really begun to grasp the importance of maybe the quick serves in, in the park. Like, they're moving to this, like, kiosk um, service where, you know, it's just a... It's just a little pop kiosk. Up. It's a pop-up that sells only artisan waffle fries. Like, that's it. That's all we do. Which I'm way more willing to try something new if I'm not, like, sitting down and spending, you know, 20 bucks on a meal yep. that I might not really like. I'd Yeah, the cheeseburger egg rolls. <laughs> like, oh, my gosh. Like, that's one of my favorites. And that was just something that, you know, you stumble across as you're walking through Adventureland. And it's not... I mean, it's, it's not like you have to sit down and order the meal, order the drink. I, I really like that model that they're... Or get the reservation weeks in advance right, for that matter. Right, right. And that'll help you freshen things up and also um, try, you know... I feel like a, a segment we should do at some point in the future, and probably not as part of this, is maybe like some packing and actual travel tips for, okay. for Disney. I think that's something we could do. That that's a whole topic in and of sure. itself. That's, that's not correct. but that this whole this conversation kind of gets me thinking about that. Yeah, that's definitely a big part of the planning. Uh, but uh, yeah, like you said, it's, I mean, it's a we, very long topic and we're already pretty deep into this podcast. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So. Yeah. But, but also, um, I would say make sure you have your magic band with you at all times because yep. that's your key to your room. That's your payment option if you want. Your I mean, you could really your park yep. ticket. Bring you it could, on the plane with you because yeah, if, you're if taking your luggage express, is you yeah. need it, or your luggage gets, gets lost, or, or yeah, yeah, it's 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 important to have that with you yep. when you leave. So. When you're when you're in vacation mode, when you walk out of the door of your office on Friday, if you're leaving to get on a plane, slap mm -hmm. that magic band on and don't let it. <laughs> or if your you're side. just walking out of your office on a Friday afternoon, you want to feel like you're on vacation. <laughs> it's Mandel Friday. Just wear it's it all, Friday. Yeah, just wear it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you can just I, touch doorknobs as you're walking the, around. The one time I got it and I. <laughs> They changed them. I don't know if you noticed. They're thinner now. They're like the ones you get on demand. Oh, the new okay. bands. Oh. So, but I used to like to break it in. So, like, it would get the, sh <laughs> the shape. He I just felt like a house it, with his magic. So, yeah. But then <laughs> like a, I like forgot. A new baseball cap. I went. I went to somewhere. I don't know to pick some like Rite Aid or something, and I I left it on, and I'm like, I'm such a dork. No. <laughs> Did you try and touch the? Uh, the no, pay, I went. The no, I thing? didn't do that. But I'm like, <laughs> I didn't even. I didn't realize it was on my wrist, and uh, <laughs> I went out in public with it on. Yeah, it's not, so, no shame in no that. Shame. No. no, I remember what before we ever went to Disney with you guys, and we were at um, our friend Nikki's son's birthday party. And I was like, you guys should come with us to Food and Wine. And Holly opened her purse and she had like her magic band in there and was like, 
I've got my blue magic band. I'm ready to go. And I was like, yeah, you are. I think I've got one in my glove compartment just right now. Just, just in case. Just in case you need yeah. to break glass in case of Disney emergency. <laughs> I got like 20 of them in a shadow box. There right you now. go. Yeah. You, yeah that's, so you literally things. have a case to yeah. break in case of emergency. I do. I do. That Make shadow box is shattering. <laughs> Make it rain. Disney. There's a lot of good. Um, we should we should do a Pinterest board of like magic band crafts. because Actually. Oh, yeah, you've done some interesting ones yourself. Yeah. Um, we do have a Pinterest page now. Absolutely. Um, and I have found some really cute do-it-yourself Disney-inspired projects. Oh, so, yeah. And also food recipes, mm -hmm. um, travel tips, and Disney Quotes tips and, and information. Yeah. I, I compared it to a self-made or homemade Wikipedia for Walt Disney World. So like oh, cool. the way, I, I don't want to steal your thunder because you did it all, but like the way you organized it, I thought was so clever yeah. of like doing like, you know, it, we, we focus on food and drink a lot, but like how you did like park food and then resort food and food resort and like, so I haven't yeah. seen this yet. Yeah, yeah, you really yeah, want to get awesome. on, it's, it's, I don't want to. How do how do we get I, to that Pinterest yeah. page? I, I'm not. Um, you just search WDW Happy Hour. Yep. Okay. And then Pinterest or on Pinterest. Yes. Uh, yeah. There's like a search bar at the top of Pinterest. Don't make fun of me. I don't know Pinterest. No, I don't either. So I, <laughs> no, it's okay. But when she showed it to me, I'm like, wow, that is um, really, really. I'm trying cool. to as we are doing more and more episodes, we come across some drinks when our top it off. If I find recipes, I am gonna try to post recipes mm. on nice. Pinterest. Um, the past episode, I did find a recipe for the Grand Marnier mm -hmm. Orange Slush. Mm -hmm. So that is on Facebook. Mm -hmm. If I, you would like to try it at home. And that, that's a good direct link to our Pinterest page. Mm -hmm. is okay. that, that, that would be a good way to find us is find our Facebook page and then there's a link on there for our Pinterest. Yeah. So in my mind, like, the, I always thought Pinterest was very um, female oriented and it, it doesn't have to be. I mean... No, I, I feel I, like there's like, a stigma about that. Yeah. But uh, I mean, I, I'm on there and, and I, I mean, I don't post things, but I go there because it's a great place to find recipes. Yeah, that's yeah. like my recipe box. Yeah, that's... Pinterest has a real York County connection too. Oh yeah. Evan Sharp, who was uh, a couple years ahead of me at Suburban. Great. Develop Pinterest. Yeah. Yeah. Strong enough for a man, built for a woman. Exactly. <laughs> but, but to the... Wait, today... I don't think that's true at all. <laughs> But to your conversation. Was that a deodorant thing, right? Go ahead, yeah. Rob. Go ahead. <laughs> Pass. But, but also, like, it, the Pinterest page just isn't the food, and but you you link to like planning, right, and mm -hmm. and different strategies. If you want to just <laughs> go down that rabbit hole of clicking on those links and reading things. And I know right? in the travel tips, we do have our lovely Catherine. Your article that you did, yes, on the bunny, uh, yeah, on mm. on packing efficiently and things you should have with you, yeah. or you know, if you try to do a carry on only, it's yeah. just a good good spot to go because there's so much on the web. I mean, just, just as, like just as a general like life rule, I love like like. Oh my gosh, how do I get a stain out of just like, you know, ink stain and like your life is like I'm the master of ink stains now. <laughs> a, that's a hell of a uh, thing it's to a put on a changer. resume. It is. It is a game changer. <laughs> well, at the end, as we kind of wrap up the podcast, we usually open up with topping it off and we end with a segment we call last call. So if anyone has anything kind of uh, that they want to promote or that we didn't cover, speak now or forever hold your peace yeah so the one thing um we we posted it on our facebook page i think earlier in the week but some videos have come out of shanghai china sh shanghai disneyland with uh some of their new rides so if you want to see those check out the facebook page peter There's pan a, peter pan um pirates very short clip and then tron which looks absolutely I want to go there just to ride that ride. Yeah. To me, yeah. it just nice. looks so incredible. And actually, we will be in Disney World this upcoming Friday. That's right. Yes. So nope. I might be posting some live videos on our Facebook page. Yeah, we're going to try and get some stuff up yeah. on YouTube. So yeah, yeah we're, we're going to infect all of your social media <laughs> spaces. Can we use you a like different word? Not. No, we're going to go with infect. <laughs> Infiltrate? 
That's that sounds that's just bad. as abrasive. Yeah, that's true. Um, one thing that I wanted to say is um, we got some awesome uh, <laughs> we got some awesome reader mail or listener uh, mail who emailed what are you us. Looking at. I don't know. I felt something on my shoulder, and then I realized there was nothing there. Mr. Bluebird. Like a ghost. We got some great listener mail um, from someone who happened to not be a friend or a family member of us. <laughs> it's always like we do this podcast, and then it just goes out into the air, and we often don't think about you know the people who are actually <laughs> listening to it. I think a lot but, about them. Yeah. Okay. So I don't. But yeah, we got a <laughs> shout out to uh, Pete Carney, uh, fellow Long Islander. Um, whoop whoop. <laughs> who uh, who emailed us like you can at wdwhappyhour at gmail dot com, um, and he had a lot of uh, awesome things to say. Super nice, and we may be uh, maybe asking him to get on the podcast to call in and uh, you know do a guest segment in the near future. Who knows? But you know, as always, if you guys want a shout out or you have a question or a comment. Um, you can hit us up at wdwhappyhour at gmail.com or, as we previously mentioned, at any of our social media spaces. Um, we're at facebook.com slash wdwhappyhour. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and now Pinterest, also at wdwhappyhour. So, yeah, hit us up. Um, you know, And one thing that's super important, um, if you like the podcast, um, and you know, you really think that that's something that other people would enjoy, please, please tell your friends and family members who, you know, even if they're just light Disney fans and you think they might enjoy it, spread the word because, you know, the more, the more support we get, the more good content we're going to be able to put out for all you guys. So. I think it's fair to say that there's no question too simple. If you have, you know, a question, we, we know a lot of this stuff, but a lot of the things we take for granted. And if there's things that we're talking about that you want to more broken down explanation of ask and we'll we'll either provide it on one of those social media outlets or on the next podcast yeah absolutely i can't stress enough that we'd love to hear feedback on what you guys think or you know if there's a there's something that is you think is missing um from this podcast and you want to hear more of you sound off and tell us and we'll try and you know incorporate it in future episodes um is there anything else that anyone wants to share no. Okay. No, well, I'm sorry. I think that we end as we did last week by just saying cheers. So, cheers. 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 <laughs>